all the best Bitcoin works read aloud so that you can listen. This is a Cryptoconomy Quick Read. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Crypto Economy. I am Guy Swam. We are going to do a short read here for the end of the week. Um, and this one is by the Bitcoin Rabbi. Um, uh, we've read a couple pieces by him. Uh, maybe, maybe just one. Uh, he did a really great piece in the recent Bitcoin Times uh, second edition uh, that we covered. Uh, but this, this piece is about whether or not you can own Bitcoin. And there's a couple of memes around this that, you know, a private key is technically just a probabilistic uh, control over the Bitcoins. And can you really own them? And then there is the whole meme of not your keys, not your coins. So I actually think this is kind of fun to sit down and maybe define uh, more specifically what the what and how of owning Bitcoin. And again, this is by Bitcoin Rabbi. And it is titled, Of Course You Can Own Bitcoins. You can both own and possess Bitcoins. You can possess Bitcoins without owning them. You can own Bitcoins without possessing them. What's the difference? Possession is the access, ability, custody, or control of a property. In the case of Bitcoins, which are a digital property, that would generally mean that a person has exclusive access to the private keys which can control the UTXOs of a certain amount of Bitcoins. Whoever has physical access to or knowledge of those private keys possesses those Bitcoins. Ownership is the rightful or legal claim to a property. Whether someone believes that rights come from a higher being, government, social contract, or some combination of the above, Ownership is that right to not have one's rightfully owned property stolen. Owning Bitcoins is when one rightfully earned or purchased a specific amount of Bitcoins with the right to spend them. One can own Bitcoins but not currently possess them. Maybe they are lost, maybe they are on loan, or maybe they were stolen. But if it were not possible to rightfully own Bitcoins, then it would also not be possible to steal them either an idea which doesn't pass simple logic and experience. Now, if Bitcoins are stolen or lost, at some point, a person can lose ownership after enough time has passed, or circumstances make clear that those Bitcoins will never be returned. Those exact details of when ownership is lost is nuanced and depends on the unique circumstances. I hope to cover that topic further in a dedicated article about lost and found Bitcoins. Note. If Bitcoins are stored in a careless way, which make them trivially stolen, such as a brain wallet, or if in the future quantum computers upend the ability to secure private keys, then in either case, Bitcoins can no longer be owned because there is no reasonable expectation of exclusive control and therefore no ability to have unique ownership. One can possess Bitcoins but not own them. A custodian can be guarding someone else's Bitcoins. A borrower can have Bitcoins out on loan. A thief or hacker may have wrongfully gained access to a person's private property or records and stolen private keys, or tricked a person's wallet into sending Bitcoins to the wrong address, 
or used threats or violence to coerce relinquishing of private keys or UTXOs. If someone possesses something which they do not rightfully own, then they can be compelled by law or justifiable force to return the property to its rightful owner. Obviously, the U.S. government treats bitcoins as property which can be owned. The IRS says that virtual currency is treated as property. The CFTC treats Bitcoin as a commodity. FinCEN treats Bitcoins as personal property. None of these things would apply if Bitcoins could not be owned. The fact that Bitcoins are different than normal physical property doesn't change the basic facts that Bitcoins function essentially like other bearer assets, other personal properties. Just because a private key is a rare number doesn't mean you can't be the one that possesses that rare number to the exclusion of everyone else, and that in certain cases, you are also the one that rightfully owns that rare number as well. If you can own anything at all, which is admittedly debatable, then you can own your body, the fruits of your labor, you can own the dirt under your feet, and you can own bitcoins. All right, and that closes it out. I told you it was a short one. Um, but he brings up a couple of really good points that I kind of want to ex- want to expand on. And I also want to expand on just the idea, uh, if you've not heard it before, of the fact that you can't own Bitcoins. Um, but uh, let's go ahead and hit our sponsor. And then I want to talk about this piece a little bit. All right, so let's dig into this idea a little bit. So uh, first off, what does it mean that you can't own Bitcoins? Like, wh- why is that even a thing? Um, when clearly you can own Bitcoins. Um, well, it's basically from, and uh, the rabbi here um, uh, kind of mentions it towards the end, um, it, but it's based on the idea that when you have a private key, all you have is a rare number that's really hard to guess. So in a degree, all you have is probabilistic control, and it's not yours, so to speak. That's, that's sort of the argument as I understand it. But the distinction that the Bitcoin rabbi points out in this, which I hadn't really considered, um, or I hadn't really thought deeply into until, um, until reading this piece, was that ownership is kind of an abstraction. It's not really a concretely defined thing. Like when I give Bitcoin to an exchange, and they are holding Bitcoins on my behalf, technically I am still the owner. I am the rightful owner of those coins, and they owe them to me. But that's because of an, a subjective evaluation of what it means to be the rightful owner of something that I share with people around me, that I share with like the legal network, with the social networks, and other things that I'm a part, a part of. Like Even without a, a strict legal framework, I could easily explain my situation on Twitter and give evidence and people will be like, oh, how dare they? they? The exchange clearly stole your coins. Like there's very, very clear social consensus about um, the majority of ownership and property rights. Not all, obviously. But if we go back to what the protocol sees, what does Bitcoin treat as the owner? Um, again, it is merely a degree of control. The, the Bitcoin protocol can't make any subjective valuation. The Bitcoin protocol doesn't grant or take away rights or make any um, uh, uh, distinction about what is a rightful ownership versus a, um, a, an invalid ownership. 
outside of just who can provide the private keys. So there is nothing in the Bitcoin protocol that suggests you own it, but the Bitcoin protocol um, enforces the concrete ability, the objective reality of being in possession of the thing, of the Bitcoins. And I think that distinction is important too, because maybe you cannot own them, own Bitcoins in, uh, in essentially the perspective of the protocol, because all the protocol, all the protocol cares about is possession. But possession is that concrete thing. Possession is who has actual control over it, who is the one that can actually move this or um, manipulate it, and who can or cannot. But being in possession does not mean you own them. Just like if I uh, you know, rent my neighbor my car, that doesn't mean that they own the car. They are in possession of that car, and they control the car, but they don't own it. But there's an important property in possession that leads to the possibility or the, uh, yeah, the, the possibility of ownership. Um, and uh, a Bitcoin rabbi alludes to this in his, the little note that he's got like towards the middle is that if quantum computers basically destroy the ability to secure private keys, well, then you no longer can own it because owning it is actually dependent on if it can be possessed and to have Quantum computers destroy private keys. Well, no one is able to possess it. It would be as if you could just wake up in the morning and your car would just vanish from your driveway and there was no way to have exclusive control over it. Well, it would immediately be a public good. And if we're talking about a digital token, a public digital token that nobody can do anything with at the exclusive um, authority contesting anyone else, it, it, what, what's that worth? It's like... It's like a Wikipedia for an Excel spreadsheet. Anybody can just edit it. Who the hell wants to have an entry on that spreadsheet? So absolutely Bitcoin's ownership and um, a value are 100% dependent on whether or not you can possess them, which is whether or not you can keep a set of private keys safe. And if that private key uh, is like we, the security assumptions, the cryptographic assumptions that that private key is impossible to just guess or so improbable as to be um, uh, hilariously um, improbable in the context of the human lifespan, even the span of the human civilization, possibly even species, um, on that time scale and uh, in that range, well then yes, a human can possess Bitcoins. But if that assumption turns out not to be true, if the, the quote-unquote rare number problem and the public-private key relationship is in fact broken by something like quantum computers or just, I don't know, some uh, highly misunderstood vulnerability or fundamental truth about hard math problems or guessing prime numbers or something like that, well, the ability to own them immediately goes out the window along with the desire to own them. Um, but all because it cannot be possessed. But I think if you think about it, a possession really is kind of probabilistic all the time to some degree, um, or at least it's, uh, it's, a, it's a degree of potential. Um, so like, even if we go to like the real world, we think of, oh, I have something in my hand, therefore I possess it. But that doesn't mean it can't be taken out of my hand. That, I mean, that doesn't mean that I 
don't drop it by accident. That doesn't mean that I, um, uh, that it continues to be the thing which I think I own. Um, like there's, there's a lot of, there's always a set of factors in which it can be taken or it can be lost or, you know, all the different ways that something can be removed from my control. And what's funny is the, my possession of physical, like for people who think just because there's a quantifiable probability of the loss of Bitcoin that, oh, it's only an incredibly high probability that I own these Bitcoins because I have the private key. Um, well, that just is because it's quantifiable, whereas in the context of a physical thing, um, well, it's not quantifiable. It's just kind of a guess and, um, you know, an extrapolation of the fact that, like, we know the general characteristics, we have a general expectation of what the future holds, um, and doesn't always turn out to be the case, but most of the time it does. So for this specific future and um, uh, for a reasonable span of time, I am expected and seen as the possessor and owner of said good. But what's funny is while the meme actually exists out there that you can't own Bitcoin, the probability of having your private key stolen or, or guessed, excuse me, the probability of having it guessed, I, I would consider far, far less likely than any of the probable, improbable um, uh, uh, truths of possessing something in the real world. Like I could possess a house, but while I'm away from work, you know, in context of trying to guess a private key, there's actually a pretty good, uh, there's actually a really good probability that my house could get uh, struck by an asteroid and that it's not there when I get home. And that probability, believe it or not, is lower than the probability of someone guessing my private key. So would one say that because the house isn't necessarily going to be there that I only have a probabilistic ownership of the house or probabilistic possession of the house? No. That's just because we don't think about the physical world that way, and there's no way to easily or accurately define uh, the chances of my house getting smashed by an asteroid in the middle of the day. But one of the beauties of the Bitcoin system is that possession is so clearly defined, um, and that um, it, it's, you know, Possession is nine-tenths of the law when you're in the social sphere, when you're in government and the legal atmosphere um, or ecosystem. But possession is ten-tenths of the law when it comes to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is objective. It only cares about the concreteness of uh, the actual ownership of the code itself and that it will listen to only the code. And that's actually one of the beautiful things about it. That's what makes it such a powerful tool is that it is objective. So it can't judge anybody um, uh, you know, by the subjective things that destroy ownership or that lead to um, the destruction and inability to uphold private property in the real world um, and what leads to persecution and the violation of people for being a minority class or um, the wrong religion or the wrong country of origin. Who knows? There's a million different reasons why the subjective valuation of who owns what breaks down in the social sphere and why it can't be fully trusted um, and why possession is much more powerful than 
uh, consensus from your peers that you rightfully own something. And that holds true in the Bitcoin space. And that's never really been true in the digital space. You know, you could, you could own a digital thing as long as you didn't let it get out. But you couldn't trade it and still own it. And you couldn't trade it to the other person and them still own it. You, you by, by default, by the nature of the digital, there is no way for it to remain scarce as soon as you give it to someone else. Now you both possess it. The possibility of exclusive ownership is gone the very first second it is copied. And it's just kind of amazing that Bitcoin is a system that exists and uh, we can have a conversation about what it means to own a Bitcoin. But I think the, uh, the meme still stands and it will continue to stand uh, for a very, very long time. Not your keys, not your coins. Your keys are your possession. And possession in Bitcoin is 10 tenths of the law. You may not subjectively own them, but Bitcoin will only care if you have the keys. Not your keys, not your coins. Be careful when you put money on an exchange. Always back up your seed phrases or your keys, however you want to do it. Because if you lose them, Bitcoin will not care. And there is nobody to call to fix that. All right. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and close this out. Um, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you to the Bitcoin rabbi for this piece. Um, I had been saving this one just because it was short. I'd been saving it for a time when I, I knew I was uh, low on available time to put one of these together. Um, but I still wanted to get something out. And I thought this was a fun concept uh, that would be good to hit. So uh, thank you so much. Uh, don't forget to, I will have the link to the article. It is a medium post. So uh, go over to the link and drop some applause on that article and uh, give a shout out to the Bitcoin rabbi for me. All right, guys, don't forget to subscribe to The Crypto Economy with Guy Swan. That is me. Look for the headphones and the Bitcoin mug, and I will catch you all back here next week. And if you would like to support the show, uh, two things you can do. One, you can become a patron at patreon.com and jump in with us in the Crypto Economy crew telegram chat. We are having a uh, really fun debate between whether or not government is a necessity or if it is a uh, nasty, evil thing on society. I'm uh, enjoying it right now. But uh, yeah, if you want to jump in on that, uh, you can become a patron as little as a dollar a month. We'll get you into that group and help, uh, help fund the audification of everything Bitcoin. Um, otherwise, the one thing you can always do it won't cost you anything, is share it out with everybody else in the Bitcoin and crypto economy space so they too can get all of this great content and get all of these articles, get to consume all of these awesome articles and written works from so many different people, even if they don't have the time to read it all. That's why I'm here. I am Guy Swan. Until next time, take it easy, guys.